John chapter number 6. John chapter number 6.
So we're going to give you just a couple of thoughts from this morning's text on the will of God. On the will of God. But before we get there, let's look in verse number 41. The Bible says, then the, I mean, sorry, the Jews then murmured at him. Well, they were grumbling, they were complaining, they were upset. Why were they upset at him? Because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. See, the Jews disliked the idea that Christ was saying that he was the bread of which that came from heaven. He didn't like the idea. They didn't like the idea that he, that they were, that he was saying that he was the son of God. They didn't like the idea that he was saying that he was deity. They didn't like the, 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 the thing that he was saying because he was divine. They didn't like that idea. And you see, because uh, they did not like that. They didn't think that he was divine. Unbelief, unbelief like this is against the divinity or the divineness of Christ. That Jesus Christ was and still is the Son of God. Yeah. It, there is no other way to accept it other than that. He is the Son of God. Amen. And Jesus was saying, when he told them that he was the bread, I am the bread of life, I am the bread which came from heaven, what bread was he talking about? He was talking about being the Son of God. He was talking about being that bread, that sustaining life for all men. The Jews had a dislike for him because they thought that he was there for bread. What do you mean bread? And they wanted political help. They wanted help to conquer a foe. They wanted him to become king so that he would rule and reign. And Christ did not come to be a politician. He came to conquer flesh and sin and hell and the grave. That's why he came yeah. and that's why they didn't accept him because he came to give life and more abundantly yeah. and he wasn't worried about who, was, or who he needed to conquer for the Jews. Right. That's not what he was worried about. He was worried about giving us life. Come on. Today, I fear that we get in such this, such idea that politics are going to save America. Politics will not save America. No. It's the churches and the individuals in this room that will change America for the good. Yeah. I don't care who's in the White House. I don't care who's on the Senate or who's up for Senate. God's still on the throne yeah. and God is in control. And God yeah. said right here what he said in this text was, hey, I'm not worried about conquering your foes. I'm worried about you conquering your flesh. Right. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of heaven. We get so caught up in this idea. Politics. Look, politics ain't going to save us. No. It's God that's going to save us. That's right. Not only do we see this. He said, I'm the bread of heaven which came down. But in verse number two, what else were they upset at? In verse number 42, they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, and whose mother we know? He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. How are you the son of God, and yet we know who your father is, and we know who your mother is? See, now understand this, and it's something to understand as well, that Mary and Joseph were just ordinary people. Right. There wasn't nothing, oh man, spooky or special necessarily about them. They were just normal people. They say, how can you be the son of God if he was just born from a normal person? Right, right. A sinner, just like everyone else. Amen. Amen. You know, they messed up. They did wrong. How can you be the son of God? How can you be, how can you be the son of God? Hmm. 
That's what they wanted. Well, how? How? Look what Jesus' answer is to them. Jesus therefore said unto them, murmur not. You know what he just told them to do? Shut your mouth. <laughs> quit complaining and quit griping about me telling you that I'm the bread of life because if you would just follow me and if you would just believe in me, you would have that bread of life. You see, in, a, in verse number 36, he said, you've seen me, but you don't even believe about me. And see, what had taken place is they had seen him. They seen him do the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. They seen him get across the sea just fine and the boat get over there too. And they saw all that take place and yet they still would not believe in Christ as he was the Son of God. Yes. Well, we've got to come up with some explanation. There are some things in the Bible we need to just believe them and not try to figure out how it is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Yes. There are things I believe in that Bible I've never seen. But I believe it because God said it. Come on. Yeah. And that's all that matters. That's it. <coughs> I heard an old, I heard preachers say it before. I believe it. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. It doesn't matter if I believe it or not. If God said it, that settles. Yes. Right. Right. Well, I don't understand how that happened. You may not understand it. That's called faith. Believing that God did. That God would. Why would God save me? Why would God save me? Oh, wretched man that I am. Why would God save me? Why would God save me? I don't know. But it wasn't because of how good I was. It's because of who God was. Amen. Now, we see this. He said that he is the Son of God. We know that Jesus was the Son of God, that he was born of Mary. He was born uh, there in the manger, uh, in the manger there. That's how we know that. You say, how do you know that? Because the Bible tells me. Mm -hmm. How did Jesus go in the womb of, of Mary? God told, God told us he did. Right. The Holy Ghost put him in there. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible says. Hey, God did it. Immaculate conception. Never been explained, never will be explained. Try to explain it all you want. Bible said it, and that settles it. Amen. But now, let's go back to this. What's the will of God? What's the will of God? See, they murmured about him saying that he was the bread of life. They murmured about him being just the normal born of just a normal woman and a normal man. They murmured about that. But Jesus looks at them and he says, there's, there's the will of God. Number one is the plan. Have you ever asked yourself, ask yourself this question right now, what is the will of God for my life right now? Don't say it out loud, but ask yourself that question right now. What's the will of God for your life right now? What is it? For this to take place, number one, there has to be a plan. Look in verse number 37. Look what he says. He says, and Brother Blackie was preaching all over my message this morning in Sunday school, so you're going to get a little bit of double dose here. But verse number 37, he said, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. You say, what does that mean? That means 
What? That God knew what would take place when he created Israel, when he created this world. He knew what would take place thousands of years later, and he knew that Israel would reject God. He knew that Israel would put him on the cross. He knew that Israel would put him in a tomb. He knew that Israel, he knew that they would take him and kill his son. He knew that. God knew it. And yet his plan never changed. Amen. Because God knows what's going to take place. Well, I don't know what we're going to do. Look, I don't know whether it's 2020 or 2055 or whatever year it is. We're still, he's still in control. He still knows the plan. And the plan is going exactly to his plan. Amen. He didn't have, oh no, throw out that blueprint. We got to go get another one. No, no, no. It's in, it's written. It's in stone. It is the blueprint. It is the way that God has planned it for it to be. Well, man, 2020 has been quite a year. It hasn't went anywhere that God hasn't allowed it to go. Amen. It's exactly where he needs it to be. Yeah. He's not messed up. Yes. He's not made a mistake. It is the plan of God. Jesus said, all that the Father give me shall come to me. He said, the plan's already there. Those that will come, they're going to come. And those that won't come, they're not going to come. Right. That's what he said. Right. Genesis 3 and verse 15. He said, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Jesus, the, the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis 3, that verse is prophecy that Jesus Christ would bruise his heel against Satan. Yes. That's prophecy. Yes. God didn't make a mistake. Amen. God has never. Oops. I didn't mean for that to happen. Right. It's in his blueprint. Amen. Galatians 4, 4 says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. Do you know what had to take place for Jesus to come? When Jesus came, how he came, where he came, the place he came to, the woman he came to, the, 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 the stepdaddy he came to was on time every time. When God works, it's on his time. Now, I don't understand that. Look, I want things to go this way, and I want it to go this way, and I don't need it to change. Look, it's God's plan. So quit messing with it. Right. Well, you mean I shouldn't pray? That's not what I'm saying. Oh, man, God's plan, we don't understand it. We don't understand how God works. The Bible says that his ways are past finding out. There's God moving and you don't even know it. Yes. If we could roll it back and see God working, you would say, wow, I didn't realize what he's done. There's things being put in place today so that when the rapture happens, it's his time. Right. Right. Not on my time. That's right. His time. Yes. That's why they were wrong when they said in 88 that 80, there was a book that came out, 88 Reasons Why Christ Would Come Back in 88. 
Other than 1993, Christ was going to come back, set up seven-year tribulation period, and start the new millennial in 2000. They're wrong. Right. And it'll always be wrong because it's his plan. Right. That's right. He said, all that the Father give me, they're going to come to me. Yes. They're going to come. Because it's his plan. It's his plan. Whose plan is it? It's not mine. Not the way that I would work that out. It's God's plan. Number one, the plan. Number two, is there's a, a refusal. What do you mean a refusal? Look in verse number 37. The by, uh, no refusal. In verse number 37, he says, all that, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will what? I will in no wise cast out. What does that mean? He said that this verse is saying, he says that there is not a sinner too far, there's not a sinner too gone that he can't save. That's Amen. what he said. Because he said, I will in no wise cast out. Now, we had practiced this song on Wednesday night, and I wasn't completely ready for this morning's message, and I didn't know how this this song would tie so much into this point because the ground is level at the foot of the cross. It doesn't matter how, what, how much sin you've committed or all the wrong that you've done. He says, I will in no wise cast out. He said, if you want to come to Jesus, you better get to Jesus. That's what he said. He said, I'm not going to check your background. Hey, look, when you got to go buy a gun, they're going to check your background. They're going to check this. They're going to make sure that you ain't got nothing this. And, and then when you when you go pay your taxes, right, you got to make sure that you don't owe any back taxes and all this kind of stuff. They're, they got to check the background. But when you come to Jesus Christ, he doesn't say, well, well what would you do last year? Let's make sure that you've got that straightened out. No, when you come to Jesus, he said, I'll know why cast you out. He said, when you come to me, I'll accept you the way that you are. I'll accept you all that you said that you've ever done. That's what Jesus Christ Amen. does for me. He said, I'll nowise cast them out. He said, all that the Father did me, I ain't casting them out. Right. Nope, you ain't good enough. Nope, you ain't dressed good enough. Nope, you don't look, you don't look right. You have the wrong this. You have, no, I'll nowise cast out. Amen. I'm thankful for that. Because when he saw me, he didn't look at all my scars and all my mistakes and all the all the mess ups I've ever done. He looked at me and he said, Hey, alright, you've been covered by the blood. Amen. And all that he could see was the blood of Jesus Christ across my body. Across my sin. Hallelujah. When he looked at me. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Oh, I won't cast him out. He said, if my father sends them, I'll accept them. Amen. Amen. Not only that, why don't you see, we're getting there in just a moment, but you see, he's just plan. He has a plan to not refuse. Then number three, he has a promise. What is that promise? He said, I will in no wise cast out. Amen. Amen. What does that mean? That's a promise. Yes. You know what that promise is? That if you mess up, you're going to get kicked out. That's what that says, isn't it? No. He says, no. I'll in no wise cast out. That means if you come to Christ, you believe in him, the Bible says that you have 
everlasting life. That means it's yours. That's Amen. Right. Praise God. That means that tomorrow, if you mess up, guess what? He's not going to get him out of here. Right. Thank God. I will in no wise cast out. I'm not going to cast you out. In John chapter 10 and verse number 29 or 28, he said, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck me out of the Father's hand. I can't lose what I didn't earn. Right. I didn't earn it, so I can't lose it. Christ gave me eternal life, so I can't lose what I didn't earn. Right. plan, not refuse, a promise. Now we're getting to the will of God. Here we go, number four. What is the will of God? Look in verse number 38 with me, if you will. He said, for I am come from heaven not to do whose will? <coughs> my own will. He said, I didn't come down here to this earth to do my own will, but I came to do somebody else's will. I came to do somebody else's, somebody else what they wanted me to do. What does he say in that rest of that verse? But the will of him that sent me. Do you, know what his, do you know what his power was? Do you know what this is? It is power. Look at verse number 39. And this is the will. This is the Father's will which hath sent me. Look. Whose will has the most importance in your life? Mine. You say mine? Yeah. Yes, most of the time, it's our own will. I do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. Whose will should be of the utmost importance in your life? God's will. When Jesus came to this earth, he said, I didn't come here to do my own will. I came to do my, my father's work. And when many times when Christ was asked, he said, I must be about my father's business. Because his father sent him down there to do a work. And that work was in verse number 39. He said, and the will of the father, or the father's will, is that all which he gave, hath given me, I should lose nothing. But raise it up again at the last day. He said, every one of them that I've been promised, every one of them that's been told, Every one of them that, that comes to me, I, I won't cast them out. But not only that, but in the Father's will, the Father's will is that I, I have the power to retain them. You say, what do you mean retain them? Keep them. I'm thankful he keeps me. Yes. I'm thankful he keeps me. Yes. But not only does he have the power to retain us, but he also has the power to raise us. Yes. Look in that verse 39 but should raise it again, up again, at the last day. When the trumpet blows, the bodies, hey, hey, up from the grave he arose. Uh, yeah. That's what's going to take place. Amen. Bible says, but the, uh, in, uh, in, in Thessalonians, he says, for the dead in Christ shall rise first. This is what this verse is talking about. This is the power of the Father's will. This is the Father's will that everyone who comes to him will rise from the dead on that day when the trumpet blows. 
<coughs> but why was he here? To do his own will? No. If you remember correctly, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was praying. He said, not my will, but whose be done? Who was he talking to? Himself? He was talking to God. He said, not my will, but thine be done. Thine be done. Talking to God. But God gave him the power. The power to retain us. The power to raise us. And lastly, number five, he has, the will of God is to provide the way. What do you mean provide the way? Look in verse number 40. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone who seeth the Son and believeth on him may have what? Everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. You know what Jesus said there? He said, the will of my Father is to give me the power to raise from the dead. The will of the Father is for me for, to provide the way to heaven. To everlasting life. You know, sometimes when you get in your vehicle and you go somewhere, that transportation is provided of you based on the funds you have, based on the gas you put in the car, based on the oil that runs that vehicle, based on the tires that you put on that vehicle, and it's going to get you to where you need to go, based on that transportation. Let me ask you something. How can you get to heaven? Through Jesus. Through Jesus Christ. The transportation here is the will of God that every single person in this room, every single person in this world, believe on him. Amen. That's the will of God. Yeah. The Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all men should come unto repentance. Yeah, what does that mean, Brother Trim? That means this, that God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. That's, That's right. what exactly right. what that means. Right. That's right. In this verse, he says, in verse number 40, he says, everyone that seeth the Son. What does that mean? All i got to do is see him. This is, the see here doesn't speak of a requirement for salvation, but an opportunity to salvation. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. Just because you see it doesn't mean that you get it. Right. But this, he said, everyone that believeth, believeth on him, it's important to note this. It's important to understand this. The Bible says in James chapter number 2 and verse number 19, I'm about ready to wrap up. I'm about ready to be done. Verse number 19, he says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Just because you believe in God doesn't mean we're all just going to get there. Mm -hmm. That's not what that's right. this, this verse is putting your faith, your belief in him. Yes. For what? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way we can get there. That's right. And when we take our belief, I, I believe in God, we'll all get there. No, we won't all get there. No. no. Romans 10, 9, and 10 is the best scripture I know that explains it the best about this word believe. And I, I'm going to read it to you because I'm not going to quote it right. I want to make sure that I read it right. Romans chapter 10, verse number 9. He says, that, 
if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart yes. that God hath raised him Amen. from the dead, Amen. thou shalt be saved. Yes. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, yes. and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You say, what in the world does that verse mean? This means this. When you was a kid, you ever get in trouble with your siblings and you had to apologize to them for beating them up, getting in a fight? Mama sits you down, all right, you guys got to apologize. I remember. <coughs> I remember. And when, when I apologized, guess what? I didn't mean it one bit. <laughs> right. I was ready to get even again. Right, right. Am I alone? Preach yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I just apologize to get out of trouble. Yeah, That's right. The, the confession of Jesus to asking for salvation is not a confession. Oh, buddy, I got to get out of trouble here. Well, I've asked Jesus to save me. Man, he, he saved me a bunch of times. No. That's not what that means. No. You, you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead. Yes. That's what that verse says. Yes, that's right. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. You can believe it all day long, but unless your mouth confesses it, it ain't happening. Right. For whosoever... Amen. Shall think about it, shall be saved. Is that what it says? No. For whosoever has it in their heart to do good will get to heaven. No. For whosoever shall call, hey, hey, Jesus, would you forgive me my sins? Yeah. Would you take my sins? Would you forgive them and put them under the blood? Would you wash me white as snow? Would you do that for me and take me to heaven when I die? Hey, call on him shall be saved. It's not a might be. It's not a hope be. It, it is a shall be. That is an instantaneously have everlasting life. Jesus said, the will of the Father is that you see the Son, and not only do you see it, but you believe, and you have everlasting life. That's the will of the Father. So I ask you, do you have everlasting life? Oh, hallelujah. Do you have it? Amen. I know I have it. Yes. No, I, you don't have to raise your hand. I know I have it. If you don't, you better do the will of the Father. If you do, pray for those that don't. Right. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for saving me. Lord, I thank you for that day, June 14th, 1998, when I bowed my knee and I trusted you. Yes. And I put my faith in you, not in anything else, to take me to heaven. Thank you for sealing my name forever. Yes. But Lord, I, I know, I hope, that there's no one in this room that doubts whether they go to heaven or not. 
Lord, I pray that if there is, I pray that today would be their day. Yes, yes, to yes. Put away the doubt. Yes. And trust Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, I love you. Thank you for what you've done. Yes, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let me ask a couple of questions this morning. You say, Brother Trent, I am sitting here today and I know there is not one doubt in my mind. I'm going to have one. I'm not. You put your hand up. There is not a doubt. Not a doubt. Thank you. You can put your hands down. You say, Brother Trent, I'm sitting here this morning and you know what? I'm not for sure. I am not for sure. I, I want to go to heaven. But I'm just not for sure. Is there someone like that this morning? So, Brother Turner, would you pray for me? Would you put your hand up? And put your hand down. Anybody like that this morning? So, Brother Turner, would you pray for me? Anybody like that? Thank you. You said, Brother Trenton, God spoke to my heart during the message, during what you said, or maybe something else. But 